0: Welcome to 15k Plus Random Movie Reviews, where we take random movies from Metacritic's 15k Plus Movies to randomly watch, whether we like it or not. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of 15k Plus Random Movie Reviews. This is Colin. And this is Niall. And this is random movie number two on Time Out Magazine's top 50 Christmas movies of all time, it's Die Hard from 1988, runs for 2 hours and 12 minutes, it's got a meta score of 72 and a user score of 5.7, it was actually 5.6 last week, it's gone up to 5.7, so somebody's watching now, wait, it around Christmas. <laughs> it might have been me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it 5.2 it was at
1: some point, that's no, insane.
0: it was 5.6 last week when oh, I wrote 5.6, down sorry. In my, in my uh, notes. And that's, now, looking at the Metacritic website, it's gone a point
1: 0.1. People are
0: people are sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird. It's so low. It's so that's just low.
1: wrong. Like it's a, it's a classic action movie, a classic Christmas movie. It, it, it's
0: beloved by millions. Yeah. Um. Budget of uh, 25 to 35 million, and it brought in a box office of 139 to 141.5 million. So, had a good return for everybody concerned. Director was John McTiernan, who went on to do Predator and Die Hard with a Vengeance and Hunt for Red October. Which I remember you bringing up at some point when we did the the wind in the line with Sean no. Connery. I <laughs> don't know why. Amazing
1: Russian accent. <laughs> yeah. Dive. Um, yeah.
0: I love Predator. I think it's a great. Oh, movie. amazing.
1: Amazing. Now, you know, on paper, it sounds absolutely terrible, but it just works.
0: It's Arnie. It's Arnie. Yeah. You did a job. Yeah. And so this. Um, yeah, so the one of the writers, uh Stephen De Souza, came straight off commando for to this, which is Schwarzenegger obviously. And so um actually Arnie was asked to do this first and he was like, No. Nah. <laughs> so uh, so then they went they went to Sly Stallone, who turned it down. Then they went to Richard Gere, What? That's a bit of a segue, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, They went to James Caan. He turned it down. Oh,
1: no. Not James Caan. They went to our
0: our friend and uh, meme tastic Burt Reynolds (laughs) rejected it because they pretty much thought it was a commando sequel, and they just Ah. thought it was going to be one of those 80s bravado movies. Uh, And actually, actually, uh, Frank Sinatra was connected to it at one point um because we some mob connection <laughs> yeah exactly because he had done so it's based on a book i don't know did you find this out in your research today the movie
1: no i didn't it's based, actually
0: it's based on a book but from by Roderick thorpe called nothing lasts forever not the computer game no one lives forever or <laughs> whatever but um yeah nothing lasts forever set in a um set in a skyscraper and it was a really lauded lauded. um book. So the guy who wrote it, Roderick Thorpe, he had wrote the detective before that, who was which was transferred into a movie that starred Frank Sinatra. So they wanted him to continue with it in that one. But oh wow. it yeah there's it it's, it's a lot of backstory to this movie before it even begun. Um and of course Bruce Willis was just known for uh moonlighting. Yeah which it's, he was
1: quite a big star but he wasn't an action hero at uh, at this point
0: no, he was a rom-com sort of star and then he had done one rom-com movie and I think it was a it was a dodgy decision to to put him into the movie and at the end of the day, they offered him five million and he took it and everybody was up in arms going, what the hell? He's like a moonlighting rom-com idiot. Oh, my
1: God, did he knock it out of the park though
0: when
1: he got the
0: chance. You know what though? Like I was looking at his movie career after that like there's not a lot of goodness up until like his golden patch when quant tarantino brought him back like apart oh. from Diardo with a vengeance like there's not a lot well, there
1: fifth, fifth elephant fifth, fifth fifth elephant fifth elephant <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's a book by uh, terry pratchett i always get him confused uh, <laughs> uh the fifth element is actually quite a good one um he's got a few he, he did in fairness he did a lot of crap
0: um yeah that like directly after this he did a lot of crap like it wasn't until the mid 90s with um pulp fiction and sixth sense and fifth mm. element that he re- got into a rich vein of form again and then i don't i can't you know we have to go we have to talk about recently so it was noted by a lot of movie people analysts whatever over the last four or five years he was just doing these terrible like eight to ten detective thriller movies every year and he was notably wearing an earpiece in all of these movies, and like yeah. there's there's this movie YouTube channel called Red Letter Media, and they pretty much brought a, a YouTube thing out maybe two years ago or one year ago, whatever. Saying, yeah, I think you know there's something wrong with him, and we might be seeing not be seeing him, and then it came out that he was suffering. Yeah, from...
1: well, obviously the earpiece was to remind him of his lines, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but if you look at the, his bibliography now, it's just a bunch of crap the last few years. But I just recently saw a photo of him, and he's yeah, he's, he's not looking. He's not too... looking great.
1: I, I think he just wanted to keep acting, Um, I suppose. I
0: think but, it was just money. I think it was just getting the money in before he couldn't get the money in any way.
1: Well, I, I don't think money's an issue for him. Uh.
0: <laughs> money is always money. Uh, true, true. <laughs> um. All right, so the writers behind this, we mentioned Stephen Edith, So is was uh, uh, Jeb Stewart wrote it as well. He wrote The Fugitive, mm. which is another good uh, thriller. Yeah. Uh, music by Michael Kamen, who co-wrote your favorite, one of your favorite singers, his two greatest hits, Brian Adams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love Brian Adams. <laughs>
0: Everything I do, I do for you. And- oh. If you God. ever really need a woman or whatever the hell. Else, just, if we ever Yo, no, no. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, bad memories yeah.
0: <laughs> But uh, he's done a shitload of movie things. And he also did the um, music in Band of Brothers, so we have to give him another kudos for that as well. Not
1: bad, not bad.
0: Cinematography, Jan de bond who done Speed and Twister and Minority Report and gave us an amazing cinematography in Basic Instinct. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no idea what you're talking about
0: <laughs> no 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 of course not um yeah so that was that's that's the sort of nutshell of behind the movie because there's a lot of stuff behind the movie there and then that's that's good to, to know about the, the ins and outs of what went on behind it so a uh, very short nutshell on metacritic uh, when terrorists take over los angeles skyscraper on christmas eve visiting new york cop john McClane willis thwarts their plans so this was uh, probably well before a two-chapter summary was made by movie studios so that's a nice succinct nutshell yeah, There, it's, it's it's
1: it's it's incorrect but yeah it's it, it's the story from the outset like um obviously they turn out not to be terrorists because true they, they want, true. The, they, want the, they want the money I, i'm not I'm, I'm not spoiling it for anybody you've probably already seen it everybody <laughs> If you haven't, there's something wrong with you. <laughs>
0: um there was, I think one of the gener- the first scripts generated where that was that they were terrorists and oh the robbery part wasn't a part of it, but then they changed it to be just good old fashioned They were
1: they were straight up terrorists from the Volts free um group. Oh well done. Well, good. Uh, well translates done. to free people.
0: Free people. Hey, you know, I'm guessing you watched what your wife did you last night. She she, she, she was giving German. me the
1: German translations. Yeah, yeah. So most that's, of the German dialogue is kind of uh, irrelevant.
0: Yeah, well, you, if you learned German in uh, primary school, you probably would get you would cop yeah. on to what they were saying. Schnell, schnell, weiter, weiter. <laughs> um, that's one of the John McTiernan's little. Um, things running treads he has in his movies he has foreign languages not not subtitled that's one of his things that he does which is i think it's a nice touch actually Um, that's fine
1: we don't need to know everything
0: no no uh also i think one of the first iterations of the movie and maybe it's still now but uh it was meant to be sort of gibberish german but then they dubbed it with real german and if you look closely the mouths aren't the same obviously if they're dubbed Yeah, I don't know. I, I read that today. I just don't, I don't fully understand why they did it. with half gibberish German? I'm well, not sure. But the,
1: I don't. I don't know who dubbed Alan Rickman's. But my wife was saying that his German wasn't exactly um, great. <laughs> it was mm, a bit touristy. Well,
0: no. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. Well, when when he started speaking English, when McLean met him up on the top, like his English accent was like. Yeah, that's definitely hands. you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. You need to switch quicker there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we start off um, with McLean landing into... Uh, where the hell is this taking place? New York? No, Los it's Angeles. LA, yeah. LA, yeah, yeah. So oh, LA, I'm um, guessing. Interesting just conversation he has with the passenger before he uh, before yeah, he gets yeah. off the plane. He uh, The guy says, you know, the secret to, you know, recovering from traveling all around the place you gotta take your shoes and socks off that guy
1: absolutely screws
0: john mclean <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's like a mistake. fists with your toes
1: big mistake
0: yeah it's certainly yeah in a bloody mess later on just because of that yeah. and um i think in the first few minutes you get these sleigh bells in the in the ominous title music and it's like straight off you're going Yes, this is a Christmas movie. Don't deny it, isn't? But there,
1: there is a, is a, a lovely usage of uh, "Ode to Joy" by Beethoven. Um, yeah, and it, its arrangement and how it's made sinister at times, even at the start. Brilliant. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, great. Yeah, is that otherwise known as Symphony Number no. Nine? That's the one. Okay, just checking because I looked it up and it's like. I did a Shazam on it at the end of it, and it just came up with Symphony No. 9. It didn't go out to joy, but that's obviously the moniker it has. Yeah, yeah the anglicized jobby. Yeah. So, so anyway, we we're introduced to the um, Christmas party that's going on at Nakatomi Corporation in the Nakatomi Plaza. You know, Takagi throws
1: a party, I tell you.
0: Takagi can throw a party. It's, I don't know, the classic music that was played, you know, it could have been classical Christmas music. It was a bit of a, um, I don't it's know. Too, f-
1: too fancy for classical Christmas
0: I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we were introduced quite quickly to Alice, who we'll see. Oh,
1: poor Alice. Loves a Coke. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Loves a Coke. <laughs> Loves, yeah, in both, both terms types, of the word. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so um, we're introduced to Holly McLean or Holly Gerardo, Garando? Garando Gerando Gennaro jennaro thank you very much it's somewhere written in my notes but i don't have it at the start there so we're introduced to her um we're introduced to her children at home they call up call her up so we get to see okay she's got two kids they have a nanny mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. make the spare bedroom up you know so we're getting okay so you know not, something's not totally 100 percent well yeah. in the mclean marriage
1: yeah, and he spills it. Well, he he gives a little bit of an explanator to the um, mm. Argyle, the taxi well, limo driver uh, on the way yeah. in, just yeah. to say that you know things aren't great, might not be needing your service, might be, don't know.
0: Yeah, well, that's it's it's a really good use of time. I oh,
1: absolutely, it. yeah, yeah. It's, it's setting <laughs> the scene, but it's setting it well.
0: Exactly, and you just you look at it and go, that's what a well constructed piece of you know exposition yeah. there i know you don't like it no exposition when done exposition. well with, with,
1: with a bit of bit of fun to it a bit of you know backstory but well laid out character development is is plodding along nicely nothing too exciting yet but but i think the use again of the music uh, is starting to set the scene and setting it up as sinister straight away you know you know while exposition is going on you know some bad stuff's gonna happen anyway so you don't mind so much
0: yeah yeah so we find out from that uh, limo ride in, he's been six months in New York. Holly left because she had a good job and a great career. He he stayed in New York because he had a backlog of crooks to put away. Yep. And yep. So we, yeah, we get that. And so our New York
1: cop, I can't move. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> go where the money yeah. is, you idiot. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so, like, Argyle gets straight into it. He knows all about it. He's a, he's a clever mm-hmm. character, a man of the street. Uh, McLean says, you're very fast, Argyle, in his McLean way. And then yep. they pull in with a run DMC, Xmas and Hollis playing. Fantastic tune, yep. <laughs> great tune, great tune. Um. Oh, I, I, I must mention here, so when they're pulling up, you know, he's getting out of the limo. The lighting is great. It's ominous oh, sunset. Yep, yep and the shadows everywhere it's sort of a pinkish hue in this in the in the sky and sort of semi-dark and light
1: and it's not something i would have thought about before watching this movie but a lot of this movie is so well shot yeah it's ridiculously overly well shot you know for what it is it's just an action movie
0: yeah exactly yeah true but then that's the thing though like um yeah maybe I'll ask you this question later. Maybe you can think about it now, but mm-hmm. does the fact that it's set in the confines of a skyscraper? does that make it a more unique and innovative movie as a setting you know if if, if it was a bad script and bad acting, would it still have the you know gravitas that it does?
1: Today. Well I, I, to to be to answer it now, because I, I did do a bit of googling about the setting. um uh, <laughs> and it was the, the actual headquarters of um Oh damn it what Fox was the studio was it Fox Fox. Yeah. Fox, sorry, yeah, yeah. So they just used their own studio building so they could get <laughs> away with anything they wanted in terms of um stunts, which is great.
0: Yeah, and I read that the workers were... Disturbing. Yeah, they were complaining Gunshots.
1: about the noise. so <laughs> had to fill them at night over the scenes, because uh, it's hard to concentrate when somebody's firing guns at your head, or around your head.
0: Yeah. It's a great-looking <laughs> building, though, to it is. have. And, of course the author of the original book that this was based on was inspired by the towering Inferno. And there's lots of connections to that here.
1: Oh, you get it. You absolutely get it. Especially coming out the, you know, out the window or jumping off the roof with cable tied around you. It's, it has that claustrophobia feel of it almost at times, especially when you're going through um, air vents.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 But like, so like Die Hard two was set in an airport. Okay. I, I don't really remember much of Die Hard 2. I it's terrible. It. It's just forgettable. Yeah, really?
1: Ah, uh, oh, it's okay. But when you compare it to Die Hard 1 and Die Hard 3, it, it really pales in comparison. It's quite generic. The story is not complex at all. Uh, not that this is super complex either, but there's a little bit of nuance. There's a little bit of figuring out. There's a But this is 2 is just meh. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. The ba- actually the b- biggest problem with two is the bad guy is absolutely cat.
0: I don't even remember him.
1: Yeah, there's two kind of two main bad guys: There's the um, political terrorist who's been transported in a military jet. He's the main bad guy, and then there's a military bad guy who turns on his own division. But neither of them are very memorable, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: Not like our boy Hans. Oh,
1: Hans. Hans, baby. Hans Bubby, sorry. <laughs> Hans Bubby. <laughs> uh, have, have you a white knight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ellis. What a oh, character. I love Ellis. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, anyway, um, John's just checking in. And he's got a touch screen that looks like a ZX Spectrum <laughs> interface. <laughs> High tech baby. Yeah, he says cute toy at the and it's like, yeah, that's it's gone on since nineteen eighty eight. Anyway, find out there now that that pretty much the scene is only set because it's her name has changed to Gennaro. Yeah. He's like, I
1: changed the name. Yeah, so anyway, his grumpiness
0: is showing. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so he he's basically oh yeah, I was I was watching it with my wife and she pointed out um so he puts in her name and he goes the the security guy goes, Oh yeah, um Christopher top floor, they the only they're the only ones in the building. So why didn't he just say that at the start?
1: It's like that's a, that's a fair point. Oh right. where are you going? Where the hell do you think I'm going? There's nobody else here. <laughs> you jerk. Yeah.
0: Anyway, he's, uh, he, he makes his way to the elevator, humming "Jingle Bells," which is another Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. Just backing it's, up our it's Christmas, a Christmas movie. <laughs> Christmas movie. Yeah, um, uh, we get to meet. Um, get them. Well, he obviously meets up with her. His old. Oh, well, he meets up with Mister Takagi uh, first. Uh, you know, nothing too crazy. Then uh, meet up with Cocaine Ellis as well. Oh, Missed some. <laughs> uh, holly and john he's meet a then. cop yeah he's a cop <laughs> uh holly and john then meet there. sort of a awkward meeting a little peck in the cheek yeah
1: and then he's like so uh you weren't too um, upset to change your name were you or something like that uh and he just ruins everything well done john well done
0: yeah they have a kind of a argument in the bathroom. Although Alice points out then, Alice just makes it very it's very important that we mention the watch. Mentioned the watch. <laughs> Showing the super, Rolex. Super important to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just it's just briefly mentioned, but then you notice it at the end scene. Um, it's, a, it's
1: a proper MacGuffin.
0: MacGuffin. Uh, so yeah, bathroom happens. So yeah, he mentions, oh, it didn't take long to change your name. Um, then they have an argument and she has to leave. Uh, there, somebody's needs her or whatever. And then it's Toilet's one of it's blocked just, or
1: something. I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, something. It's Christmas party definitely yeah. part Alice needs more crack. <laughs> Crystal meth. Yeah. Um. So now I, this, I noted this because the bathroom where he. He actually spends a couple of a few scenes in different bathrooms, but uh, loves
1: no old bathroom. Yeah,
0: he loves a bathroom job. But um, this is the first time he does one of his self talks. You know, he goes, "Great job, John." You know, he just he has a uh, he has many self talks during the movie, but then it's a running theme. But uh, he does the first one where he's talking to himself.
1: It's great. It's it's super believable as well. Like you know, because because he, obviously he's effed up and he knows he's effed up, so he's he's, he's berating himself
0: yeah so anyway the next couple of scenes are our terrorist robber entry we've got a truck entry we've got a car pulling up to the front quickly mm-hmm. knocks off the security guard pew, pew. Uh, pew, pew. yeah nice silencer thing and bring in the standard talking. nerd yeah the standard nerd theo i think his name is Theo's for the computer the lad, yeah. stuff he's good though i'm hacking He's very good though. I like this character. Oh, he's
1: great. He's got some great lines as well later on.
0: Especially when he's doing the commentary on the yeah, uh, yeah, cops yeah. coming in. Anyway, they say, okay, we're in. And they get set up, and obviously we have the entrance of hand, oh, Gruber. Just
1: he just takes control of the screen when he, when he when he when he he's in shot. He's just amazing. Yeah,
0: he's got his suit on, and I heard I read that the suit was I think was Rickman's idea. That he was just going to be dressed as a normal uh, terrorist sort of, robber, garb, but no, uh, no. dressed as... You know, which is so baffling to me, I just didn't realize until today, it was Alan Rickman's first movie. Yeah. Like, like like, how can that be your
1: first movie? That performance He was is 41. S- exceptional. I, like, I'm, I'm sure, I know he was treading the uh, the boards before the this. The boards, you know. yeah. But... but your first movie and you just absolutely smash it.
0: Yeah. He did so well. Forty one. I still yeah. look at him as a I still look at him as a character thinking he's older than me. Right, <laughs> well, <Nope>. so <laughs> <laughs> Well, true. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Oh, legend. Yeah. Great entrance, one of the best one of the memorable entrances of a baddie in cinema history. Just walking in calm yeah. as you like. Make so uh, Theo, yeah, Theo uh, starts getting the locks of the safe all set up. It's all a bit of, um, he just has to drill a lot and do a lot of stuff and guess the uh, Japanese guy's <laughs> password later on to get into the, um, <laughs> the start the system, which he does. He gets the mm-hmm. um, Japanese translation of the surname, which I found was pretty stupid, but that was fine. Yeah, if
1: you're running an organization like that and your password to that bloody weak... Uh, <laughs> He deserved to be shot.
0: <laughs> it was the eighties. It was mm, the eighties. True enough. True. Yeah. Um. All right. So the brothers are up there. They're cutting the phones. One of the car. Yeah, Carl. One of the guys gets a chainsaw, and <laughs> the other one's like.
1: And then, and and this the next scene nine. after that, you see. Oh yeah, he gets nine nine trying to yeah. patch it in. you easy. Obviously yeah. in German. Uh, and then we see Vigo to Carpath- Carpathian for about five seconds.
0: No, <laughs> oh, explain
1: oh yes um oh i had his name wilhelm von Humburg was the actor who played vigo de Carpentier in ghostbusters 2 and he plays a guy called james in this big massive guy turns up says maybe three german words and disappears and he's never seen again you don't even get to see him get killed which is kind of upsetting really you don't yeah, well he's i can't remember getting seen him getting killed
0: Ah, oh, he's probably one of the guys who went down. They're probably one of the guys up at the top rigging the explosives, and he was sent down. And he's he's probably one of the, the when McLean shoots through the table, one of those dudes, is he?
1: Um, I don't think so. I I need to rewatch it. Just, I I missed his demise. He might have went with a few other people. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's still okay. alive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe just wandering around Nakatomi with a big Plaza. bag of money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um. They uh they head on up to the Christmas party and starts start shoosting around, going, Yo, settle down. Hans comes in, finds Takagi in a very tense situation. Uh, I, starts- I love his
1: little monologue where he's he's yeah. he's, he's, he's naming the achievements of Mr. Takagi and it's basically his LinkedIn profile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really sinister, really well done.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so they grab him, take Takagi away, and obviously oh, Takagi goes, "What kind of terrorists are you?" We he said we were terrorists. <laughs> yeah, so he he grabs. Um... Oh, obviously, McLean has heard the shooting at this time has been peeking out at the toilets, going, "What the
1: hell's going on here?" So um, he does so the smart he... thing and he pegs it upstairs, which is what I would have done.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, he pegs it upstairs, um, and that's where they're taking Takagi. The interesting thing, obviously, is you get to see that John doesn't see Gruber, which comes into light later on. He Very important, sees, yeah. Yeah, he sees parts of him anyway. So anyway, they're saying, you know, give us the codes, Takagi. And he's like going, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. I uh, ain't got no codes. <laughs> <with> Mr. T. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then he goes, he kind of mentions, oh, nice suit. It would be a shame to ruin it. Pop. I'll give you a count of three or whatever, and then yeah, he shoots him. And there will be John... no four. No, <laughs> and there was no four. There was no four. He popped his brains out of his of his head, mm. to put it mildly. Um, John sees that obviously and goes, "What the hell? We've got some serious uh, serious shit going here, on here." Yeah. And <laughs> one of the stupid things in the script was uh, John going. Tell me you heard those shots, Argyle. How could Argyle hear the shots up at the top of the building? 50
1: floors up or whatever the hell it is. He's going to hear nothing. He's in a basement, car Park. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if the cops don't hear the shots later on in the movie, driving around, nobody else hears shots. Argyle is not going to hear nothing.
0: So that's the first good action sequence then when he, when he rigs the fire alarm when um, uh, one of the first baddies comes up. He sets the uh, the grinder right. The grinder yes, going, yes,
1: kind of sneaky, like um, yeah. Sets him off to look at the grinder, and uh, yeah, pops a gun in his face.
0: Yeah, that's um, and that's uh, Carl, the long-haired, probably second in command dude. That's his brother. He, uh he basically breaks his neck, pretty accidentally, actually, because they rolled down yeah, the staircase.
1: The, there was a bit of a scuffle. Um, doesn't mean to kill him. But, you know, he's not too upset about it.
0: But um, now he has a machine gun.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Such an amazing mem.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so he puts the body in a chair and puts it in the elevator and writes that on his sweater.
1: But uh, but he's smart. He climbs onto the roof of the elevator uh, mm. car and goes down with it.
0: Yeah, gets all really? the names.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, hands are curl. <laughs> yeah. Christmas
0: list Christmas list is going to knock him off um, good cinematography as the elevator goes back up we're looking mm. up at John as the elevator goes up that's a quite a nice action sequence he uh, gets a CB as well oh yeah uh, he starts calling the cops and the cop, the, the lady cop is just so ridiculous it's like why don't you believe him obviously I loved when uh, McLean just went no fucking shit lady <laughs> I'm not ordering a pizza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She's basically, get off the
1: line. This is for emergencies only. And he's like, um, yeah. Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, um, they, they But shoot. in fairness,
1: they, they, they start shooting as he's yeah. got the CB pressed down. So they go, huh, maybe we'll send one guy. <laughs> Al,
0: getting his Al. Twinkies.
1: <laughs> Poor Al is on his way home. Pregnant wife is starving but no she's not getting twinkies
0: not getting twinkies but yeah um, he tries to
1: convince the uh, the clerk behind the desk that no no, no not for me You're for my yeah. wife <laughs> yeah sure buddy thought you guys like donuts yeah i
0: thought you guys you like g- donuts. Yeah, <laughs> you guys liked donuts um before that i just want to know i just want to point out i wasn't happy with the walkie-talkie situation sometimes it felt like they could just talk over each other it's felt like it was a phone sometimes it wasn't like a press a button thing. yeah
1: you can't do that with walkie-talkies you know if you don't release it nobody else can talk yeah. and they do like,
0: talk over each other
1: like we're doing <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes um yeah there is obviously on, on walkie-talkies there's a button that you can press that holds down your receiver or something whatever so you can talk but that means the other person can't talk back at you because when it's yep. in the and when he's in the bathroom later Taking glass out of his feet, he's just chatting away as if it's a phone call, you know. So maybe I don't know the brand of walkie-talkie could do that back in the eighties. I don't know. No,
1: my I, I googled it because I'm a big bloody nerd, <laughs> and it could not.
0: <laughs> oh there we go. So um I loved when Al came out of the shop, and it pans to Nakatomi Plaza in the distance, mm-hmm. and there's flare, flashing guns up at the top. It's so eerie and ominous. I love that cinematography
1: yeah but al you're a cop right um yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. maybe you'd cop the old, the old pew 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 oh yeah. gunshots. <laughs> yeah there's there's lights there's flashing lights up there i wonder what that could be
1: yeah uh surely couldn't be the gunshots that the guy was talking about on the cb
0: <laughs> yeah so um off he goes anyway
1: yeah, um, Actually, one thing I want to mention before we go, because he was up on the roof making this call to to call, call attention to the cops. Yes, yeah. um, but the terrorists, including Carl, which you assume are professionals, and he's, they all said, are professionals, everybody's shooting from the hip. Yes. I know it's an 80s thing, it's a trope, really, but you can't hit crap shooting from the hip. <laughs> Stick it up to your eye and shoot him in the head. Movie's over. <laughs> uh, well,
0: sorry. thank God they didn't.
1: I know, it would have been a terrible movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, obviously, yeah, we forgot to mention, he went up to the roof, and uh, Hans was smart enough to go, the roof. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't, Nothing gets past Hans. Yeah. yeah, so obviously Carl, the second command, is on a death wish now. He wants to kill McLean for killing his brother. Wait, we'll get him later. Uh, my uh, my Hans Gruber used to be good, but it's not good anymore. The,
1: no, that, that's no. not good, Hans. Yeah. <laughs> bad right. Hans. Yeah, bad
0: Hans. So, um... Oh, yeah, so this is an excellent action sequence when McLean's running from them. The, ele- the venti- ventilation shaft, but they call it elevator shaft. when the, the terrorists the terrorists are going, yeah, he's in the elevator shaft. But no, he's in the ventilation shaft. Well,
1: he goes from the elevator shaft into the ventilation shaft. He has yeah, a superhuman he... jump or a fall yeah, <laughs> as he's that's... hanging from the strap of his, uh, I think it's an MP9 submachine gun. He's like, oh, lower myself down, lower myself down. Yeah. Falls, but grabs onto a little ledge. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure would have ripped the sockets out of his shoulders, but you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I always thought that. That is actually um, not supposed to happen. That was the stunt guy that did that and they just kept it in. I read. Really? Yeah.
1: Hardcore.
0: Yeah, well done. Uh, But that was a very tense action sequence. That was really good. Oh, yeah.
1: Brilliant. Absolutely. Because it's slowly slipping and he's reaching and it's slipping and it's reaching. Ah!
0: Yeah, the tr- strap is just, the strap is just Inching tr- 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 the trope, the trope, the classic trope, but it works.
1: So well.
0: Um, obviously, I have to pick up another self-talk thing here when he gets himself into that sort of ventilation shaft with his lighter, Come the Come to famous- the coast. we get
1: together. <laughs> yeah. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Come to the coast. Have a good time. Oh, such an amazing, yeah. me- again, another mega meme um that's been around for a long time yeah big time
0: um and they uh, kept on going the tense thing because the carl then was prodding his gun oh. up into the metal of the uh, ventilation shaft and certainly he's called away and then
1: he's saved acclaimed. by the saved by the cops yeah polite police,
0: police, police. Yep. so al comes visiting uh and bruce bruce john's there <laughs> John's there, looking out through the window at right down on his cop car, going, "Come on, come on, what are you doing?" And then shoot uh, them already. Yeah. And then he um he gets there. Yeah, two guys come up and chase him again. Uh, is, this this is the table scene? Is this it? is the table scene? Yeah. He shoots one of them already when he comes in the door. Then another guy comes in. McLean dives under this sort of zigzag table and say oh yeah maybe
1: maybe next time you'll kill a guy when you have a chance he's like oh good idea
0: boom boom boom
1: right in the crotch that ain't a nice way to go
0: yeah and uh so al is like leaving and um going no no and then we have it from al's pov smash
1: (laughs) yeah right in the bonnet corpse Uh, from the building yeah
0: that that'll, that'll wake you up,
1: yeah. Reverse, because the, yeah. the, all the lads who are looking at the window just open up on him. Yeah, welcome to the party,
0: fun. welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> Another great line, great quote. Um, so then, um, and I think yeah, sleigh bells are in the music title there. It's noted when sleigh bells happen, and let mm. it snow plays at that point as well. I think, or he's or Al is singing it or it's on the car radio or something. Or it's playing when, he, it's he when he's a movie. It's playing when he's in the shop, is it? Or? No, it's he's, it's playing when he's reversing crazily, I think. Oh wow, I, okay. I I have it written in my notes and I think it's I think it's written I think it's written there. I think it's played there. It's around that time anyway. It's yeah, nicely yeah. put in. Um So the Cavalry arrives then. I'm guessing that the police set up a cord. Yeah,
1: I'll, 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 as a freak out, (laughs) send everybody.
0: Yeah. And then I think that's the first time that uh, Hans and John have have a a conversation. Yeah,
1: and it's it's an interesting conversation. Hans trying to suss out a little bit about John. Eh, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no security guard, buddy.
0: Yeah, which I thought it was quite stupid of him to do that. So yeah, yeah, Anything. that's me. Yeah, I'm the security guard. Why yeah. would he? Why would you go uh, wrong?
1: My name's Paul Blart, <laughs> <laughs>
0: mall cop. I'm the fly in the ointment, hands. That's what he says. Um. So this is the kind of this is the the uh, is an excellent scene where he's like he goes he calls him a cowboy and he goes, oh, I've par quite partial to Roy Rogers myself. Yippee-ki-yay,
1: motherfucker.
0: Exactly. Mr. Cowboy. So anyway, go into now this um the introduction of Thurnberg, which is another Ghostbusters uh connection. The guy, the actor who played Thurnberg is Peck. The um environmental dude i guess who's with the da that tries to shut the ghostbusters down but he's a tv reporter and he plays this you know annoying person as well yep
1: super annoying gets truck number five and heads out there
0: yeah um al and john have their first chat at this point and um why do i have oh yeah he's like uh Call me Roy. Yeah, I have that written uh, as well. Because he doesn't
1: want, obviously, with the missus in the same building, he doesn't want to give anything away.
0: Why do I have clothing labels and cigarettes?
1: Oh, because as he's talking to Al, he says they're uh, Eastern or they're European by the clothing labels slash cigarettes. Yeah, that's it.
0: Thanks. (laughs) You're <laughs>
1: welcome. I did note that as well, and then forgot to say it.
0: <laughs> um. So Holly meets Hans then because he's uh, she's stupidly says, "Well, you put me in charge when you killed my boss. Why? So, why would? Why would you say that? Don't do that, Holly. <laughs> no, no, no. And she mistake. like she glances quickly at the photo, and then he he kind of cops on Miss Gennaro
1: Hmm. But it's a, it's a mistake. He'd like, the fact that, that that John is up and around and killing his buddies and she's uh, putting herself out there, that's a bit of a mistake in my opinion. A little bit. Yeah, a
0: little bit silly. Um, TV report is shown to poor Argyle stuck in the base when he realizes the shit's going on above him.
1: <laughs> Drives around a little bit, sees all the doors are shut, and he's like, shit.
0: Yeah. And outside the dumbasses are going, we're going in, they put the lights on and Theo is um, great as the narrator to everybody, to all the, um, the yeah. baddies in the building. All right, gentlemen, it was the night before Christmas and all was quite in the house. Except for the yeah. four assholes coming in the rear. a Two by two formation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. a great
0: line. Great. And he delivers it really well as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's a couple of two comedic moments in this i'm
1: sure yeah the, the the asian lad in the um downstairs in the in behind the what would you call it the little shop yeah he spots a little chocolate bar and goes hmm. I yeah that.
0: and the uh, spec ops guy getting pricked by the rose oh bush the in.
1: rose yeah <laughs> uh it, it's great little just a little t- touch that adds yeah. a bit of flavor
0: just a little bit of flavour there. It all comes together nicely to form the recipe that is die hard. Mm. Um, of course they're shooting at the lights. They're just they can't see us. Sh- Al is going they're shooting at the lights. Then his boss is like, They're shooting, yeah, at, they're the shooting lights. at the lights. <laughs> yeah, they're shooting at the lights. Then they're going, All right, send in the car. All right. They send in the car. It comes from a long, long way away. It just keeps on coming, I felt.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh I don't know, maybe it costs a lot of money to have the car there, so they wanted to yeah. cash in on it.
0: Yeah. So anyway, they rocket the shit out of that.
1: Yeah, the car doesn't do much. Uh, and oh my god, the quarterback is toast. <laughs> <laughs> well, another great line uh, from well, our, our, our good
0: friend you Yeah. Yeah. So um John has seen all this and goes, All right, shit, I need to solve this. So he straps some C4 to a chair and puts it down the elevator. Boom. <laughs>
1: A humongous
0: boom. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, he gets on the uh, the CB then to John and John and Dwayne have a conversation there, and uh, Dwayne is uh, Al's Al's boss, boss, and he's like just totally dismissive of of them.
1: Now we come to the point where Ellis gets some more coke.
0: I love the way he goes. I love the way he stands up and goes, Spreckensy talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ellis, legend. (laughs) He's he's saying some, he's
0: saying his stuff to Hans. And Hans is, you're very perceptive.
1: Yeah, yeah. You figured that one out quick. Um, Hans, (laughs) (laughs) booby. Have a white knight. It's just delivery so slimy and brilliant. Ellis is a legend. Yeah, he's great.
0: Um,. So, yeah, so I think then, yeah, so they put Alice on to John on the CB, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah, and he tries to, Alice tries to convince him, listen, this, you're just messing shit up. Just stop.
0: It's great, though. I love the way that, um, Hans goes, I have somebody here that you may know. And like, you can see it in his eyes. John's eyes. Oh, shit. He's got Holly.
1: Yeah, he's got Holly. Uh, Then he's kind of relieved when it's Alice. (laughs) But then he's like, Alice, you idiot. (laughs) Yeah. You don't know these people. You're you're dead.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's like, "Uh, Alice, stop talking. Or I don't know what you've told these people. Like yeah, we're old college
1: mates. Yeah. In fairness to Ellis, he yes. must be a complete coked up idiot. But that was a good move. He did I like that. Bonnie I appreciate up, that. Uh, uh, Holly in 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 the line of fire.
0: Yeah, I appreciated that from him. Like that was the one saving grace for his idiocy.
1: And <laughs> it's an amazing idiocy.
0: Yeah. So he gets shot in the head anyway.
1: Yeah, cause, I love uh, the way
0: he, I love the way he sips his coke. It's so gormless, you know. I think he know at this point he's like,
1: "Yeah, I'm dead. Uh, I gotta finish my coke." <laughs> yeah, yeah, might as well.
0: Yeah. So, um, at some point, Hans goes touching cowboy or something, and <laughs> he said that during the during that conversation, it was I don't know why I quoted that. It just mm. the continuation of the cowboy thing, you know.
1: Then, uh, then uh, um, John says. After the pew pew of pure he just goes like, "Go fuck yourself, Hans."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, um, Hans is like going to tension police, and he lists all these random. The, the, the,
1: the new provo front. I want seven people
0: released. Yeah. So I've always, I've always, I've always highlighted that whenever I listened or watched *Tie Hard* for the first time, it's like, "Oh, Northern Ireland was mentioned." Yay. I don't. I don't know this new provo front.
1: No, no, I don't think any of the terrorist groups no. actually exist. No. Especially the the German Volksfrei uh, group it certainly doesn't exist.
0: No, no, no. So um, after all that, he's like going. I don't know. i read it in Time magazine or something. I read it in Forbes or something. Yeah. Um, after that, he goes, Carl, hunt that little shit down. I'll get the detonators. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that sentence. It's just so sort of direct and the next, All we know right. what's happening for the next 10 minutes.
1: It reminds me a lot. That that line actually reminds me a lot of a line he delivers in Prince of Thieves. Oh. I'm going to cut his heart out with a spoon. <laughs> and his That's subordinates like, why, why a spoon? A rusty spoon? Because it's blunt little Mar, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just delivers lines like that to perfection. The sinister... Damn right, evil. Great.
0: You, um, Sam Neil was offered the part of Hans Gruber.
1: Oh no! Like I love, I love Sam Neil. He does amazing, some some amazing roles. But no.
0: Yeah, I think Rickman was spotted by a casting director while he was threading the boards. As you said, he was in a play. He was playing a villain in a stage play of Dangerous Liaisons. So that's why mm. he was. He was. What um, what a, what a
1: great <laughs> what a great grab. Great Probably grab. got him for cheap as well.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing about Alan Rickman was they say they kept on flinching from the gunshots. Oh, really? shooting. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I could see, see Rickman do that. All. <laughs> yeah.
0: So they had to cut away from his face every time he fired the gun. But you can see him um, wincing, if you look closely, when he shoots Takagi, so they say. So I'll have to have a look at that. Oh,
1: absolutely. I'm going to rewatch that. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So where are we at? All right. So, oh, yeah, we we go to a um, TV shot of, um, they just, they, they go back to this TV, this fucking hostage expert a couple of times during it. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. The Helsinki <laughs> syndrome.
0: Yes. Which isn't a syndrome. From Sweden. Uh, as in Helsinki, Sweden. <laughs> Which no. is a sort of a triple double gaff because Helsinki's yeah. syndrome was made up for the movie. It's obviously a Stockholm. gaffe gaff based on Stockholm. And then Which the, is Sweden. Yes, which is Sweden. So the T V reporter was <laughs> kinda, double. <kinda>. <laughs> Bizarro world wrong right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're up at the um, top of the building and Hans and John meet, and that's a really great oh. scene
1: just a fantastic uh, oh please god no you're one of
0: them aren't you
1: I, I i love his face goes from mean to sniveling in seconds oh yeah yeah it's really good
0: yeah um yeah so i, I just love their conversation because they're both i think, you just think john, to john, each other out. yeah you think you think john knew who he was from from minute one
1: No, he he wasn't sure, um, but wanted to keep him there. Like, one of the reasons he didn't let him go up on the roof is he didn't want him to do whatever he was doing just in case.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's why what happens next is important. One bit bit I want to mention is uh, as they're having a chat and they're exchanging a cigarette and smoking and um, Hans is looking around the place and he sees a couple of names on the board. Yeah. And then uh, John asks him, "So what's your name?" He's like, uh, "Bill Clary."
0: And zooms in to Clay yeah. on the board, like a <laughs> lovely like touch. A, yeah, like we didn't really, like we had to be shown. Okay, he made that up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The like usual
0: uh, suspect one oh one for dummies.
1: But it's at this point, it's kind of like, well, John kinda trusts him, so hands him a gun, and you're like, oh no, John's dead.
0: Also, I like the way though. Yeah, um, Bill Clay asks him like uh, oh why are you here and, he, and yeah, John yeah, doesn't yeah, give him yeah. a, he doesn't give away who invited him
1: it's 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 beautiful I, I, one thing I love about this movie and, and, and Bruce Willis' character in this John McClane is he doesn't do stupid crap the whole yeah, way yeah, through yeah. he plays it right Like he, there is no idiocy like some horror movies and some action movies the characters do stupid crap and the movie is based on the character making mistakes he doesn't you know. make mistakes it's great
0: no. yeah he's really good i loved alan rickman's face when mclean says his name. oh
1: yeah oh just beautiful oh it's great <laughs> yeah it's 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 just uh the yeah. realization on his face is just fantastic
0: and then obviously he walks away and the cinematography is great because we're in front of mclean and rickman's in the background mm. and he starts speaking german into his cb and
1: Gets the lads come up in the lift. Yeah.
0: McLean's like, not got any shock on his face. It's just like, yeah, I thought so. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I'm going to give you the count of three. Like you did with Takagi. Click. That was great. Yeah. So anyway, like they're after him, then he runs away. Massive chase scene. And they're just, it's like five minutes of just them shooting so at each other. So
1: many bullets. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is the infamous. I, I have to say this first. I forgot this was what he said first. He goes, she signed Fenster. And he said the it. The windows, yeah. Yeah, shoot the glass. And it's like, the Carl, who obviously speaks German, goes, huh? Shoot <laughs> yes. the glass. You're an
1: idiot. You didn't get it in German.
0: Yeah, I didn't your get it in your, your primary native.
1: language. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to give it to you yeah. English. You'll understand that better.
0: Yeah, I totally just didn't um, remember that he said it in German. Quotes.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, I think it makes more sense to the audience who are obviously going to be speaking English that. They need to <laughs> know what he you just said. You need to
0: clarify it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it works. It works. Yeah.
0: So anyway. It's such a great scene. <laughs> beautiful scene. Glass everywhere. And they th- he throws, Carl throws a stun grenade. and a hockey yeah, puck. hockey puck stun grenade. And um, yeah, John's out of there already. And he's in the bathroom. Uh, he's all bloodied up. It's a messy scene. It's a great scene. It I love, an amazing scene, yeah. He's talking to Al at the time, so they have this sort of another sort of exposition of, like that we see in a lot of shitty movies just doesn't happen. Like, you know, um, oh, what are you doing with a desk job, Al? I shot a kid.
1: Yeah, like in a, in a, in a lesser movie, they wouldn't bother giving Al some backstory. But in this, you know, there's some motivation, and 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 this matters more
0: at the very very end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, it all ties in in a, this thread going through the movie. Everything makes which, sense, which,
1: which I love. Like nothing's wasted in this movie, exactly. and that's that's how, how movie, Like as you said at the start, with the with the feet out of the shoes and on the carpet. Yeah. Not wasted. No. But, so the exposition is never just for the sake of setting up a character's backstory. There's also a bit more to it,
0: usually. Yeah. Which is yeah, nice. It's, it's great to see. And it's again, it's it's how we're seeing this more now after watching a ton of bad movies that don't yeah. know what they're doing. I love the way that, yeah, so like the guy at the start tells him about the whole make fists with your toes, with your feet. He takes the shoes off in that first bathroom scene with Holly when Holly leaves, and he's going, God damn right, it feels great or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now he's at this point in time... taking <laughs> Not feeling ma- great, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> he takes a massive shard of glass out of his uh, foot and throws it into the sink, and I just love the tinkle sound it makes. Yeah, yeah. It's such yeah. a hefty tinkle. Yeah, is it, it Technical adds- term
1: adds weight to you know the physicality to what's actually just come out of his foot and you can almost feel it it's yeah. great
0: yeah anyway the feds turn up and um johnson uh, and johnson johnson, and johnson no, relation. no relation no relation <laughs> uh big johnson and little johnson basically um yeah so hands as they are talking to theo going you ask for miracles i give you the fbi <laughs> love that it, yeah. quote again so again, they, they chuck the power off, and that opens the safe.
1: Merry Christmas! Merry Dior. Christmas!
0: And uh, as you know, I'm an art history buff. So, whose painting is in the safe? Uh, I think it's a Degas. But I it could is be a wrong. Degas. It is. It is. Well done. See ballerinas, and it's yeah, usually him.
1: I I I didn't know that it was my wife. Oh, oh well <laughs> she, done, wife. Well done. <laughs> she she <smarter> than me.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So. This is ancient Johnson. No, the other one. <laughs> uh, uh, brilliant. <laughs> helicopters are on the way. Al and John have another conversation. Al, uh, John's sort of at the end of his rope. He says, "I find my wife. I've been a jerk. Hey, tell sorry, her I'm sorry, man. Tell her I'm sorry. I wasn't supportive. Tell her that yourself, John or Roy.
1: Damn it, Roy. Tell her.
0: <laughs> God, damn, <laughs> I'm
1: only asking one thing. You lazy feck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to die here man <laughs> don't deny this um, so anyway we we um, we we pushed to the uh, TV report now where the TV reporter Thornburg is like going to the uh, nanny here you peck. let us in or going to the INS you'll be off in the next ship or whatever so we let her in um, so what happens next yeah, John so, goes so... up the TV oh, yeah, is running. Yeah, yeah.
1: The TV is running in the background, and yeah. uh, Hans looks over and sees a picture of uh, John and uh, Bonnie, I think. And he's like, "Wait a second.
0: No, no, he 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 sees her reaction to the TV. Oh, Dad! Then he sorry. then yeah, he turns yeah, yeah, around. And, he lifts, turns around then and lifts, yeah. lifts the frame up. He's like, "Ah." At this point, John's up on the roof, going, "What were you doing, Hans? What were you doing up here?" And this is the big, massive fight scene with Carl. Carl catches John. This but, is but just personal. before
1: we just before we jump into this, this, is another piece that I think John McLean shows he's not a complete turnip because he's, ha- he's having a really bad time, and his feet are all ripped to pieces. And then he thinks, "Oh, yeah, what the hell was he doing on the roof? I better go check that crap because that's probably <laughs> not great."
0: yeah yeah that's interesting he had the, the thoughtfulness to, to do that by the way um he had Bruce Willis had fake feet for that glass <laughs>
1: scene. <laughs> well I, I would hope so otherwise pulling glass out of your own feet is hardcore yeah that's not like when he was
0: when he was running in the computer room you can see well you might he's be got hobbit see feet <laughs> he's got feet like rubber shoes basically nice nice and otherwise
1: it would have been bad yeah.
0: Although I thought it was just fake glass basically. So mm. I thought it was I thought it was real feet, fake glass, but not fake feet, real glass. <laughs> it works either way. Yeah. They use like sugar.
1: Yeah, the sugar glass that breaks yeah. really easy. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Which I guess is painful if you step in that anyway, but not to just cut like you Lots up. and lots of Lego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's no fun. Not a lot of fun at all. All right, so um Yes, the
1: car fight.
0: Yeah, come home, mummy and daddy on the TV. Yeah, Mrs. McLean, and then yeah, the Carl and John fight happens. Love the chain death of Carl. Oh, it's great,
1: so brilliant. Or is it? Oh, or is it the death of Carl? <laughs> yes, yes. They Always double tap, John. Always double tap.
0: <laughs> um. All right. So all the terrorists are putting the hostages on the roof. The FBI are swinging in on choppers, just like Nam. I wasn't <laughs> gone, baby. I was I was in high school or something. Or he says,
1: "Yeah, yeah, yeah."
0: <laughs> um, so John has sort to of
1: run up onto the roof to get uh, get the lads back down because these cops are all going to blow the hell.
0: Yeah, so he's up there. He finds um, Holly's assistant. Goes, "Where is she at?" Down below or something. Blah blah blah. And he starts get the hell down and starts firing in the air. So when you see it from far away, it's like, going, oh, no, yeah, he's one of the terrorists. And that's what they yeah. think. So they start firing at him, obviously. So the, all the, the hostages get down. And, um, not um number not you said it No, 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 not at all. The opposite of getting down and boogieing. Um, he grabs a fire hose. And his <laughs> next self-talk is, what the fuck are you doing?
1: <laughs> it's great. It really is. Because, you know, the stairwell is blocked by the helicopter being on that side. So... He does the only thing that's available to him.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: think that would have jumped into my mind, to be honest, though.
0: No. At this point, hands is down below going, I'm blowing this shit up. So the FBI are in the choppers, close to the the building. At the same time, John's roping himself up with hose (laughs) and just got to jump off the fucking building. So it's all ramped up. It's crazy.
1: Great, great shot. Really great shot as he just leaps, as he leaves the building one foot off the entire thing blows and it's just a big massive explosion, slight bit of a helicopter. <laughs> it's just a great shot. It's just iconic.
0: It is iconic and just the culmination of the movie, really. Like mm. it's just everything happens at once. The two Johnsons go down in flames. You know um Robert Davy played Big Johnson. You know who he, yeah, yeah. you know who he what character you might remember him from? Another eighties. Well, Classic movie and a shitload of movies. I I seem to
1: remember. Yeah, he looks familiar. Yeah, he's super familiar. I I didn't actually Google his ass though.
0: It's one. It's just one movie. I knew. I knew his face from a very memorable movie. But he's uh, Jake and the Goonies. The one of the brothers. Oh, of
1: course he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Blimey! The other Johnson hasn't been in anything. (laughs) (laughs) Just one Johnson. Oh no! I tell you what. It's the guy that played Little Johnson grant l bash's name is or something he it's not it's not famous but he played he played balrog in the street fighters movie the the green guy no 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 balrog has got the sort of i don't know he's got a sort of a oh the, the to, boxer sorry yeah, yeah 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 the boxer the boxer the boxer that's it yeah 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 yeah, uh, Just, yeah.
1: In, in the american movie in, in the yes. european version of the game balrog is somebody else completely oh really okay
0: I think you were big into Street Fighter, weren't you? Two. Oh, a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, window swing was amazing. Swinging back yeah. and forth, shooting the glass, pew,
1: pew, to get pew. back in. And again, amazing. more anxiousness with the, uh, he gets in and he's lying yeah. on the ground. But then the, uh, the, I don't know what you call it, the, um, the reel falls past the window. It yeah. starts dragging him back out again slowly. It's and so he's good. there trying to get it untied. And it's just tense. So tense. It's the, ca-
0: it's the camera POV from him as mm. well. We're with yeah, him, just being dragged towards the window. The window f- le- ledge, basically. It's so tense. Like such a tense ten-minute scene of everything mm. up at the top, swinging off the roof, swinging back out himself, and then shooting the glass, going in, <laughs> and then getting dragged out. Amazing. Absolutely. So he, yeah. he's um, he's alive, and he looks. He's got two bullets left. And it zooms in on the Christmas tape on the side of the building. So brilliant. At the uh, same time, though, before that happens, Argyle tumps the shit out of Theo down in the basement and does his hero moment, which is nice for him to do.
1: And then Miss McLean, or Mrs. McLean, says, uh, uh, down in the vault, she realizes <laughs> that uh, they're just in there for the money. And she's like, you're just a thief. And another great line from Mr. Rickman. He just slams his face right up in horrors and goes, i'm an mm. exceptional thief <laughs> yeah that's a
0: great one uh just beautiful so the final scene Hans. hi honey <laughs> <laughs> i love that big shout to hansen hi honey yeah so then so he, he so Hans has holly obviously in the trope hostage situation yeah and then, obviously, he has to utter the line, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, and everybody laughs, and that gives, everybody's laughing hysterically, basically, because it's been a long night. It has. It has. I've been and laughing, then we, too. And then we see the POV, not the POV, but we see the camera behind John where he has the gun taped. And just reaching slowly down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two shots. such a pew-pew. Two people down. Hands down. Yeah, the other guy that was left down, the security guy. Oh, hands, his hands down, down? No, 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 no. Oh, the sleigh bells go at this time, too. Yeah. The ominous <laughs> sleigh bells. They're in the background. So great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Alice? so basically, hands is hanging off the window, still holding on to Holly. By uh, a uh, very important timekeeping a, device. By the Rolex that was mentioned at the start, that poor Alice had mentioned. Yep, so... uh, So the actual device that cemented Holly's position that the company... Maybe this was a metaphor for letting go of that and being with John. It feels like that. Absolutely feels (laughs)
1: like that. Uh, I don't know if the the director actually cared too much (laughs) about the meaning of it. Um, But, yeah, it's... I love the scene as Gruber's just hanging there in slow-mo as he's slowly reaching forward with his hand with a gun in it towards Holly and John. Yeah. Just to then start falling backwards as the watch is released.
0: Happy trails, Hans. Such such
1: an amazing piece of cinematography.
0: So a well-known rumor fact type thing is... Rickman didn't know he was going to fall, the the stuntman. So basically, so obviously it wasn't. That's why it looks so good. (laughs) Well, yeah, so it wasn't obviously outside in the building. It was a 20-foot fall onto an airbag. So the stuntman dropped him at the count of two, not three. So it's kind of reminiscent of the entire movie where Hans gave Alice and Takagi. The count. the count, The count, yeah. But yeah, so I think it's genuinely terror on Alan Rickman's face.
1: Well, he's either acting or not acting. I can't tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> he's that good. So it is it's just perfection, this scene. I even better to, than Stick.
0: Well, I have to mention Stick. You know, fair play to the stuntman. I can't remember his name, which is uh, terrible because he should be in our memories. But, um,
1: Crikey, yeah. He
0: died a couple of years or a year after that. Yeah. But, um, he had an, a similar death scene in Stick and maybe it even influenced. Diehard's filming cinematography.
1: Yeah, listen, I I maybe not as good cinematography. <laughs> a couple of no. uh, angles that were shot from weren't
0: great. No, 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 no. Um all right then. he slowly falls, and then we see a faraway shot of him falling very fast, not slow-mo. Then and Al's Boss goes, I hope that wasn't a hostage. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, and now it's Christmas. It's officially Christmas because I've wa- just watched Hans Gruber fall off the Nakatomi Tower. That That's, is Christmas.
0: It's official. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So then, um, obviously, it's the um, trope after action sequence at the end of a movie where all the crowd is milling down around and Al sees John in the distance and vice versa. And there's a lovely meeting music that is very memorable. Yeah. But my question is to you. Who leaves a gun on a corpse? <laughs>
1: it's a great question, but then I suppose Carl was suspended in the air, so he's kind of hard to get at,
0: yeah, but he was on the gurney he was on a he's in a body bag on a gurney was he
1: yeah i i I completely missed that fact. i just seen him just come out the door. I thought oh, you think
0: I'm- he just came out the door? no, I believe he was. I don't I think to... you see a gurney, but I think you see a thing falling off him, of, you know?
1: Oh, I, I need to rewatch that.
0: I but always... he's not dead
1: anyway, he's far from dead. And, you know, picking up, and that in actual fact, if he wasn't a gurney, whatever paramedic did that should have been shot. <laughs> Clearly not dead. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you putting him on a gurney? Yeah. yeah. With his MP9 submachine gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, not, not a good, not good police work there. No, no, not great. Not great. So who comes to the rescue?
1: Well, it's Al Al's like a champ, just uh, fills and full of holes. He's got a massive gun too. Yeah, yeah. It's like a magnum. <laughs> uh I think it was just a 38 police special. Probably but but the cinematography just focuses really yeah. only on the gun. So you don't know who's done it.
0: And then yeah, it comes yeah. out and
1: it shows Al, you know, getting over his um Inability to work the streets because he's scared to use his gun type thing.
0: Yeah. And he's the hero that we all deserve. <laughs> and Argyle pu- punches out of the basement with his limo, which he could have done two At hours any ago. point throughout the
1: two hours of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we, we definitely... Got blown up, though.
0: then we definitely know it's Christmas when Let It Snow comes on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We fade out.
1: Oh, don't forget that uh, Holly... Oh, of course. Slaps Peck.
0: Thornburg. Peck. (laughs) (laughs) the Elder. (laughs) Um, Uh, Yes, he comes up and goes something to John, and Polly punches him in the snout. Yep, which is appropriate. And it (laughs) happens (laughs) again,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think, in the second movie. No, the third movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember which... She meets him on an airplane, Holly, uh, and decks him again. I can't remember the exact context. I haven't seen those movies in a while. But I do know uh, what happens again.
0: Interesting. Um, oh,
1: it's the second movie when Holly's stuck up in a plane and uh, they're running out of fuel and pecking her on the same flight.
0: <laughs> That's a coincidence, isn't it? Thornburg. Thornburg. <laughs> All right. Yep. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Amazing the end, movie. great Amazing. movie. Um, other stuff about, uh, yeah, Bruce Wells came up with the Yippee Ki catchphrase because he thought oh, it was really? just, he was, yeah, he was Amazing. just dancing around. Yeah, it works. it works so well. Um, the MacGruber, the MacGruber, the McLean and Gruber, <laughs> <laughs> the McLean and Gruber first meeting was unrehearsed. Alan Rickman came up with that idea to create oh, wow, more nice. spontaneity between the two. Um, yeah, that's all I have. That's all the extra info I have of the movie. That's
1: um, well, probably enough. What we else seem to be quite a while into this.
0: <laughs> well, the thing about it is, with good movies, we'll go past the hour, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of podcasts will do two hours on normal movies. I don't mind doing an hour on good movies.
1: Yeah, that, that always freaks me out. That those some of those podcasts are longer than the movies that they're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, because sometimes in podcasts they they talk about themselves for twenty minutes and it's not very interesting. So
1: yeah, nobody wants to hear about us. <laughs>
0: no, never. Not even okay. me. No, um, I was too nervous to do markings for my things. So I'm just going to do it now. Um, I'm going to give the plot.
1: I don't know. I'm
0: throwing it's a tough it up, one, isn't it? You tell me I, what you're doing.
1: I, I I actually marked it last night, uh, just after watching the movie. So I was still on the the old um, endorphins, the diehard endorphins. So I, I put four point five down for the plot. Um, I just I did think, that. I yeah. think it's 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 not as simple as it sounds on paper. There's there's intricacies here and, and, and small little things, little plot devices. There's so many plot devices and they're smart and they keep you engaged like this, like the the socks and the carpet, you know, and the, the watch brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And it's not a simple heist movie and it's not a simple bad guy, good guy movie. And part of me always wanted, um, Hans Gruber to get away with the money, him and, um, Theo didn't care about (laughs) anybody else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because they're likable, evil yeah, and they're, characters. Yeah, they're,
1: they're fleshed out, so the plot is good.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I wrote that down while you were talking, 4.5. Um, you know what? It's weird because I don't think of Die Hard in my top 20 movies, but I think it's going to be because the scores I just put down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I I've, I think it's in my top 20 as well. Um, I don't know if it deserves to be in there, but it does, ha- again, maybe it's part of nostalgia as well it's definitely Maybe. part of my formative years watching this over and over again um,
0: yeah yeah um even right, without
1: I'll... that i think it's still a good movie yeah and, I and think there's so. some performances in here that are stand out
0: i think the the script is obviously very strong mm. um but good direction. good direction good direction i think the fact that the plot the the, the story takes place in the confines of a skyscraper is unique hadn't been done before obviously the towering inferno had had done it i think it's confined and that's nice it sets a bit of claustrophobia and you sort of get to know the building as a character as well and absolutely
1: absolutely a very important part of the character in the movie really yeah
0: um all right i'm going for acting i'm going 4.5 as well
1: (laughs) right on the nose of me as well listen bruce nails it absolutely amazing and then What can you say about Alan Rickman's initial movie?
0: <laughs> yeah, debut.
1: Oh, ridiculous. Um, He's the perfect 1980s villain. Perfect. Yeah. He's educated. He's well-spoken. He's well-dressed. He's got gravitas. He's just perfect. I, I love the man. And everything he's done, I've loved him, even in crap movies.
0: Yeah, he's done a few crap movies. <laughs> but you <laughs> yeah. know i've i was you know I'm, galaxy I, quest
1: not a great movie he's brilliant i love galaxy quest yeah i do love it as well but i know it's not a good movie
0: <laughs> um and snape obviously he he cemented himself in pop culture by playing snape
1: his death scene in in, in that movie dear yeah. god yeah amazingly really good
0: um interesting thing is like the acting like the chemistry between john and Hans, like it's all mm. over the cb apart from that one fake conversation and then the end scene you know so like again it's untraditional sort of enemy and hero sort of uh but they're
1: almost thing. like they're jousting in their conversations as well though like it, it's
0: two it's- smart guys
1: yeah, and they're trying to figure each other and trying to best each other—not just physically, but you know, uh, intellectually over the CB—and it, it, it's it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. and even when they're pretending not to know who the other person is, <laughs> uh, yeah. that's just fantastic.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on the sound brackets track. Yeah, uh, I just gave it—I f- gave it four, which is still great. You copying my numbers? goddammit? <laughs> no, I just don't. I don't want to give it four point five because I'm thinking of *Pulp Fiction* or *Shawshank Redemption*. Yeah, where the it's music not is amazing.
1: As, it's not as good as those. Um, it's but it's cr- not. But it's not bad. Let's be honest.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, it's four. You know, four out of
1: five is great. Like it, the, the the that that um mo uh, the Beethoven song, how it's reconstructed in several different places to set the scene, and it's it's fantastic use of one song, and it's used tiny like it's got nuance in the background but yeah it really ramps up tension when it needs to and it's yeah. just one song
0: yeah and i love the sleigh bells come in oh, from yeah, yeah, yeah. different times i love the different christmas songs that are sprinkled out throughout it's a and christmas movie yeah it is a christmas movie nobody can tell us otherwise and obviously yeah just the, comp- the composition in general throughout the movie is It helps the story and the plot and the atmosphere. One thing
1: on the music that kind of confused me, uh, on IMDb, there is a credit to a James Horner tune. Oh, oh. And it was taken from Aliens. And I think maybe it's a mistake in IMDb um, Hmm. because I can't remember it being there. It's the the title tune of uh, Aliens. Hmm. It might have been sampled briefly. I'm not sure, but I, I couldn't pick it up. But it's down on IMDb.
0: Maybe which it's is usually on, usually right though. Maybe it's on somebody's TV or something. Is Argyle watching that in the limousine or something? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, uh, not sure. Not sure. It's weird. It is interesting. It'd be nice to dig into that, and you should have investigated it further before coming on to this show. <laughs> oh,
1: I, I, just, I just seen it like um, uh... five minutes ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um, production, I'm giving 4.5. I'm back to 4.5 production.
1: Production mm-hmm. is, is stellar. Um, yeah. And really talking about it kind of cements that for me. I give it 4.5 as well. The Yeah, the cho- choice of shot, the... The lighting, the sunset, how it's shot inside the building, the claustrophobia of the scene where he's in the air vent, um, yeah. the tension built by the choice of the place as well. It's just they couldn't have done it any better. Not really. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It's everything works again. Nakatomi Plaza as the ominous looking building in the skyline. I just love that faraway pan shot when Al looks over to it and there's gunfire going on up at the top. It's just great. A lot of good choices made with camera shots. Cinematography is amazing. Yeah. Showing us things that we needed to see, like the POV with the fire hose going out the window. Oh. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing much to say about that. Ah! Fact. Sorry, oh. I
1: had I, I had to Google it. And it, it's it's not a lie. Um so a tune called Resolution and Hyperspace from Aliens is the tune that's playing when Al shoots Carl. Oh. That's weird. It is very weird. Um they must have borrowed it from mr horner said can we borrow about 15 seconds of your song
0: michael Kamen must have went i can't do this part (laughs) that's too hard (laughs) it's too hard (laughs) how how can i make a a stab of music for somebody's guy is shooting like six bullets
1: now in fairness that song is something like um 14 minutes long so they did they obviously just sampled like 10 seconds out of it
0: that is very interesting well done Thank you, thank you. Um, Anything else I've missed here? What's your favorite Bruce Willis movie apart from this?
1: Oh, I'm going to say something controversial here. Unbreakable.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Big fan of that. Pulp Fiction for me. I like Pulp Fiction.
1: Weirdly, I never considered it a Bruce Willis movie, but yes, he's fantastic in it.
0: Six Sense, I kind of like it. I don't think it's reviewed very well. Oh, not Six Sense. Uh, Fifth Element, I really like Fifth Element. Oh, Fifth
1: Element's brilliant, and he's great in it. But he's yeah. he's not the most important part of that, though. Like uh, no. um, um, the 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 cinematography and that, and the production in that is just its own character. It's amazing. Oh, yeah,
0: I love sci-fi movies when they Lattie go Burman, crazy.
1: Is it? Or am I thinking of something else? I
0: think so, maybe. Also, Did Twelve say- Monkeys. I keep on forgetting about oh, Twelve Monkeys. 12
1: Mon- Listen. Bruce done a little rubbish, but he's done some stonking movies.
0: That was uh, that was his purple period, though, in the 90s. Like, in mm. the 80s, he was the voice, and look, who's talking. <laughs> straight after Die Hard, actually. He, that's his next movie. And then it's wow. straight into Die Hard 2.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's not great. And there was a bit of a gap between that and um, The Purple Patch, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I was looking at his, his work... Um, earlier on and yeah there's there's a terrible movies like Hudson Hawk and other stuff yeah Yeah, they yeah the early 90s late 80s or the 90s maybe 1990 onwards to 94 when Pulp Fiction came out I think they were not good for him
1: no no
0: No. great okay um let's yippee kaye this episode yeah Okay. So we are going to do our second random picking here for our second movie, a Christmas movie from Time Out magazine's top fifty movies. And the random number is 440. Four, and that hmm. is a movie called Strangely enough, something weird, Rare Exports a Christmas Tale. Rare ever heard, export. Ever heard of it?
1: Documentary about exporting of...
0: Reindeer. <laughs>
1: uh, never heard of it.
0: Okay, so here's the, here's the synopsis of it. It's got 71 metascore, 7.1 user score, so it's up there. It's eh. pretty decent. Um, I think it's going to be one of those quirky movies that's going to contrast with Die Hard quite a lot, so it's good that we get it standard great movie and then see what comes up with this one uh just briefly it's the eve of christmas in northern finland and an archaeological dig has just unearthed the real don't Santa. don't you Claus. mean sweden <laughs> helsinki <laughs> sweden uh but this particular santa isn't the one you want coming to town when the local children begin oh. mysteriously disappearing oh let me get my finnish Accent done here because I lear- tried to learn it. And in- basically, to, to sound Finnish, you have to do a fake Italian accent. That's what I found out. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> So, young Pietari and his father Rauno, a reindeer hunter by trade, capture the mythological being and attempt to sell Santa to the misguided leader of the multinational corporation sponsoring the jig. Santa's elves, however, will stop at nothing to free their fearless leader from captivity. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wow! I love what it.
0: In, what ensues is a wildly humorous nightmare, a fantastically bizarre polemic on modern day morality, and that's obviously from the production studio. So, really this sounds great. Us. Actually, the director um, directed the Sisu movie. um oh, from, really? from last year, I believe. So, Sisu. When I lived in R- Finland. with Raya. What
1: do you mean? Oh, Sisu. Oh no, not Sisu, not the movie called Sisu. Okay, there was a movie with a character called
0: Sisu. No, it's a movie called Sisu. Ah, okay, my bad. Yeah, it's a sort of a big, um, I think it's a sort of a action thriller sort of adventure movie. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a got bit of a really throwback. I heard
1: it was a throwback to the 80s style uh, action movie as well. Yeah,
0: it's got a really good review. Uh, cool. Sisu is a Finnish word for the sort of um, spiritual sort of mentality that the Finnish people have. When I was lived in Finland, I was told, you can't have Sisu, you're not Finnish. she's <laughs> <So,
1: Jeez>, harsh.
0: <laughs> yeah, very harsh. I was like, all right, stop gatekeeping your entire country, please.
1: I'll have Sisu I want to have bloody Sisu. Yeah, yes.
0: I've got Sisu now. Yeah, can't stop I'm, me. Yeah, I've, I've taken it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So it's not Sisu we're <laughs> reviewing <laughs> next week. It's, a,
1: it's some crazy thing about elves killing children. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah,
0: it's great. Yeah, it's going to be great. Rare Exports, yeah. A Christmas Tale from 2010. It's one the hour The Elf on the Shelf minutes. will have a different meaning after this. Do you do Elf in the Shelf for your kids? I do, I do. It's a pin in the backside. I hear it is. Yeah, every time. Why don't you just shove its head into the oven or something <laughs> for Christmas Day with the yeah,
1: turkey? Yeah, yeah. Give them, give them absolute destroy them for their future lives. You know, yeah, yeah. trauma.
0: <laughs> well, they're gonna to get traumatized when Santa and you know gets hunted by Finnish people. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure I'm going to show
0: them this movie. (laughs) Come on, gather around, kids.
1: (laughs) It's a Christmas movie.
0: (laughs) Let's go. Home Alone is not on this year. Frankly, Home Alone is violent. True, anyway, yeah. I wouldn't be showing that to kids. You get ideas. ideas. Yeah, exactly. For poor old dad. All right, (laughs) we're rambling. (laughs) We are. (laughs) Okay. So that was great. That was Die Hard. That was that great amazing movie movie. to review. It's, um, it's always good to analyze something we've loved before. Um, that was the end of that. We enjoyed that very much. We'll see you on episode 39, I believe, for our second Christmas uh, movie. And yeah, have a lovely Christmas holiday. Have a peaceful day eating turkey and not killing each other. Bye-bye. ki motherfuckers. <laughs>